Hi, welcome to On The Daily Season 2, a podcast focusing on authentic and acoustic entrepreneurship. My name is Danielle McCleary. I am your host. Y'all, I just left a nine-year fitness career to pursue full-time entrepreneurship, so I am in the trenches with you, but I got big dreams of being a millionaire and helping other people to become millionaires as well. So together, we're going from stuck to unstoppable, and I'm so excited that you're here for this ride. Let's freaking go. Y'all, I don't know if you heard the episode we did um, all about human design with my friend, Christina. After that, I was so inspired and I was just in true generator fashion, very ready to become a human design reader so that I could help more people learn their human design. And so I did it and I am now officially a human design reader and I would love, love, love to read your chart I have a link that you can click on and go book a reading with me. And for On The Daily listeners, I have a discount. So if you go to the link in our show notes, either on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts rather, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts and you click the link in the show notes, that will bring you to the discount that I am offering On The Daily listeners. It's a two-hour session and we will just dive so deep into your chart and really help you to kind of understand what your human design is and how you can apply that towards different areas of your life. I'm so excited. Go and click that link and let's do this. Hello, friends. Welcome back to On The Daily. This is your host, Danielle. This week, we have an episode that is very inspired by Valentine's Day, which was obviously yesterday. Um, My guest this week uh, is one of the first scholars to study social media use after a breakup. Um, She is the relationship coach, dating expert. Her name is Amy Duvall or Amy Whispers. And her story is pretty incredible as well as like all the nuggets she has to share, like the way she talks about dating and the way she talks about relationships, not just with a partner, but like with businesses and with yourself and with other people in your life. Like this girl is so knowledgeable and she has so many wisdoms and nuggets. And I just know you're going to love this episode so much. We talk about, I mean, we talk about everything in this episode. We talked about like, I basically compare in this episode, like romantic relationships to lead generation based on the way that she teaches and coaches her clients to have relationships with others. So buckle up. You're going to love this. If you have a business, like learning how to interact with other people is just such an important thing. Also her story to entrepreneurship is pretty awesome. And I feel like so relatable to so many people. So enjoy it. If this is your first time on the daily, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, make sure you are following us, um, me and the podcast on Instagram. I am Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast is at on the daily pod, go to Apple podcasts, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, leave us a rating. Let us know what you love. Let us know what you want more of. Let us know who we should interview. If you're a guest that we should interview, slide into the DMs. I want to hear it all. I hope you're having the most amazing day. And without further ado, let's get into this episode with Amy. On the Daily Family, I am recording to you live today from a friend's bedroom in Pasadena, California. And I was very self-conscious about that. But then I was like, it's a podcast. I can record it from anywhere I want. And today, in honor of... Obviously, it's February. It's the month of love. I have Miss Amy Duvall on on the show today. Your she is a dating expert. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to On the Daily. Oh, thank you. I'm so stoked to be here. This is awesome. I'm so glad that we met in Miami and connected. And like, I've been super excited to do this. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. So for everybody listening, we were. Um, I was on a corporate trip with my network marketing company and Amy was a guest of one of the other girls on the trip. And we just like met by the pool. She's like, Oh yeah, I have my own business. Like I'm a dating expert and a dating coach. And I was like, Oh, you should be on my show. Like without even thinking about it. And then like less than two weeks later, it just goes to show. I just think that like, I really do believe that when the universe, like when you're ready for like the universe to give you things, like it puts in your path, exactly what you're meant to have. And I just oh, don't believe, totally. I don't believe this is like a mistake, you know, like it's not, no. on, it's not an accident. No, there's so many things. It's so funny that you say that because there's so many things that have happened even just over the past couple months, past week where someone even said to me, I'm so glad you came along. It was just the right person we needed at the exact right time. 
the right timing. And that hit hard because I thought there is such a, like when you're ready for it. And I feel like I've been going through just this transition time where I've been letting go of things that were no longer serving me and just ready to just accept <laughs> the next steps. And so yeah. when, when you say, said that, and a couple other people have said that to me recently, like it was just the right time. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Just because I I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, just with all kinds of things going on in my personal life. Yeah. Like divine timing is a real thing. If we like allow it to be. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and the tri- that trip was so fun. And I just like met so many cool people that I wouldn't have otherwise have had connections with. So I was really excited that Christy brought me, introduced me to you, that we're sitting here doing this. And yeah, yeah. it's just really cool. Well, I'm really pumped. So I want to know, dating coach, dating expert, yes. I, I love that you do this. And I love that you've created an act like a full blown blown business out of this. I was talking to my fiance. I was like, she's like, who are you interviewing tomorrow? And I was like, oh, I'm interviewing this girl, Amy. She's like a dating expert. And she goes, oh, wow, that could not be more opposite from you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly (laughs) true. Like, I can't even always handle my own relationship, let alone like anyone else's. So I am I need like I need to know and I know everybody listening to this needs to know, like, how does one like what is the journey there from going from whatever you were doing before? which I assume yes. was like working for someone else as most of yep. us do to like absolutely. this transition into who you are today. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's, it's funny. So growing up, I was always painfully shy. I mean, so shy. <laughs> I remember first, second grade, um, I'm a single mom. I, I remember telling my daughter, you know, I would sit with the teacher at recess because I was so afraid to go and talk to the other kids and to form these relationships. And, and that continued for quite some time, honestly, almost into college where uh, I started studying communication. And mm-hmm. I think what was really cool for me is that I realized from studying this, I think I I grew up with a really faulty assumption, which a lot of us have, that either we're good communicators or we're not. Either we're good at relationships mm-hmm. or we're not. And we think of so many other areas of our lives as having as as being skill based, right? If you're not good at math, you 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 learn and you practice and you hone that skill. If you're learning to play the piano, you don't just wake up one day knowing how to do that. We see it from modeling in our families growing up, and then we also it's a skill that we can learn and practice. And I think having that knowledge was so empowering to me, and it just made my life so much better because. Instead of being isolated without having these these really important social skills, I was able to to learn some of these and to start implementing boundaries and um, learning how to assertively communicate and how to find relationships and 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 pick good relationships. And I thought, you know, I really love helping people with this. And and that's the other thing too, like when you look at different personality tests, right? Like on the Enneagram, I'm a two, I'm a helper. Oh, I'm an eight wing seven. So this is, this would be the last job I would have. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, I'm actually two wing eight. So I'm like, I, I feel you, you know, but it's, it's funny. So I thought I really want to help people. And this is something that was so impactful for me and then, so I, I ended up going to grad school, um, teaching public speaking, which was so funny uh, for me to be doing that because <laughs> I thought growing up so painfully shy. shy. Yeah. yeah. And starting this public speaking class, I think I had had one public speaking course, but I thought, you know, I'm getting grad school paid for. And I really learned public speaking from, from teaching public speaking to some extent, but fast forward from grad school, I went into, I worked in marketing, I worked in sales um, and I was in tech sales in, in Silicon Valley. So leading business development for a number of different startups. Um, the last one, we, um, cybersecurity for mission critical defense applications, which is crazy because it's so so different from what I'm doing now I was gonna say that could not be more on the other side of the spectrum I feel like oh my gosh well and here's the thing I think sales is sales so you know once if you're a good communicator and you're good with people you can kind of figure out how to sell anything Mm -hmm. but I just wasn't super passionate about it 
And um, one thing that I really noticed when I was living in the Bay Area is that I was meeting a lot of really smart people, right? And and I thought, you know, these people were a lot of engineers, a lot of people in the tech space, super high in, um, you know, super high intelligence. But I found that a lot of these people were lacking in emotional intelligence and, and oh, yeah. you know, yeah, people skills, like how do I connect with people? And it was funny. So there was this night on, on Thursday nights at the Rosewood Hotel in Menlo Park, and it was a big scene. There were a lot of entrepreneurs, venture capitalists. Um, I think Vanity Fair wrote an article about this night. It was like, I think they called it Cougar Night. So this, oh, this one... Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> this one lady. It was a scene. I would go to People Watch, and there was this one lady. Um, she was a matchmaker, and it was funny because I had a couple friends there that um, were using her services, and I was just like, out of curiosity, how much are you paying to meet like these ten women a year, right? And it was this one guy. I mean, he said I spent over a hundred k this year on meeting women, which I thought, wow, okay. So how's that going for you? Well, I haven't really met anyone yet. And I thought, man, that stinks. And what's funny too, is that I had a few friends that had actually gone out with them as a result of that, that matchmaking service. And mm. I was just like asking like, how was the date? And they weren't super happy with the date location. There were some things with the texting and the communication that was off. And I thought, huh. So what if I kind of came in on the side and for two, $300 an hour, we just talked about how to make these really expensive dates worth your while, like how to succeed on these dates. And, and I kind of, so the business idea kind of started there, but I think mm. what, what it evolved into was not only how to succeed on these dates, but how could you find these people on your own, right? How to navigate the dating apps, how to set up your dating app to portray not only the person type of person that you are, but also to attract the type of person that you really want to be with. So it, it kind of evolved from there. At this time, I'm still working in tech sales. Pandemic hit. I was really over California. I thought, I think I'm, I'm going to try somewhere else. I'm remote. It doesn't really matter where I'm located. So I uh, moved to Charleston, South Carolina with my daughter. It's great, great choice. It's been an awesome experience. Um, but I, I noticed a, a resurgence of people really reaching out about these services. And I think what the deal was is that we became more lonely than ever during COVID. Like totally more lonely than ever. Yeah, more isolated than ever. And also just people, everything having gone virtual, it's almost like we lost our social skills <laughs> to some right. extent because we were all out of practice, you know? Right. We lost our like in-person social skills. Like we just, all we yeah. knew how to do, all we had to do at that point was communicate through a screen. And like, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. It is not, it is not the same. And I've heard that from so many people, like I'm burnt out on virtual. And so I, I thought, you know, uh, I'm a single mom and there's always the idea of doing the side hustle while, while you're working. And I think that's great. And it works for a lot of people, but with this business and the, like the, the volume and, and everything that I was experiencing, I just thought I, I'm going to just have to go for it. Like, I'm just going to have to cut, like cut bait and, and just do it and just take that leap of faith. And so I ended up quitting my job over the summer and then just started working on this full time, just kind of conceptualizing, what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? And um, landing on two things. First, one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, which I think that's where you really get a lot of benefit. Um, but the second being these in-person singles events, which mm. I think are really fun because meeting in person, it's funny, but it's almost become retro because we're so used to meeting people on an app. So the yeah. idea of actually meeting in person uh, is really almost cool and novel these days, but it's, it's really nice because I think a lot of times when people meet in person at, at the bar, it's, it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes because you don't know, like on the dating app, for example, people are, are there because they are interested in meeting someone and they're single. You don't mm -hmm. know when you go out, is this person, should I approach this person? Are they in a relationship already? Would they even be interested? Am I going to embarrass myself in front of my friends if I do that? Uh, right. So there's all these things that hold us back from doing that. And so 
kind of creating that same setting where people are there to meet people um, and we're all we're all single, but we're in person. It kind of takes away some of that uh, anxiety that someone might have about about being there. So those are the two things that I'm focused on right now and just driving the business forward. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. I mean, that's amazing. You're basically I mean, you're basically doing lead. Gen- you're helping people do lead generation for relationships like that's literally what you're doing. Exactly. Like it's it's it feels a lot like attraction marketing, only like exactly. the dating edition. <laughs> exactly. And right? I mean, that's like what I coach, like anytime I coach an entrepreneur, anytime I like coach like my team or like anybody in my organization, like all we talk about is attraction marketing, like developing the skills that you need to be able to attract the people you want to attract into your business. And that's like, you kind of just said that exact thing, only it's like into your love life. Exactly. And and that's the thing from working in sales for such a long time. I, I really never wanted to be that cheesy car salesman that's going out saying, buy this, come to this event, do this. It's yeah. like, if it's for you, great. If it's not for you, fine too. Um, but the people that, that really need the service, they, you know, putting that out there and like that we end up connecting and there's no pressure. I just, I, that's never how I've wanted to run my business. I think the people that are meant to find me will find me and I'll do all the work that I can to put myself out there and be in the spaces and places where it, it makes it easy for them to do that. But I, I've never wanted to oversell. I, I absolutely don't like that at all. Could you say that a lot of your business comes from word of mouth? Absolutely. Um, so it's funny. I had that event in December and quite a few people found relationships and I had a few people text me yesterday. Hey, we heard from this person that, you know, you, you helped her find a boyfriend and we're, we're kind of in that space right now too. And a lot of word of mouth, some social media, some online inquiries. So it's, it's just kind of a combination of, of all of the above. That's amazing. And then do you feel like with this work that you do, I just, I mean, I can't help but think that once you like teach someone how to have communication and like how to develop their communication skills and like their ability to attract a partner, like that has to spill over into every area of their life. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. Because we, what I do is I start with like a transformation. So it's, you know, day one, we're talking about your patterns. So what are your patterns in your past relationships? Um, what are, what's your communication style like? What was your family like growing up? I want to know as much as I can about this person and what they're looking for, because that tells me a lot too. And we start with almost this communication transformation. So talking about being assertive versus, you know, you have some people that are super passive. Some people on the other end of the spectrum that are, can be aggressive and we're kind of getting in that, that middle space of being assertive. So we talk about that. We talk about boundaries. It's all of these really important life skills. And then mm-hmm. we also talk about fitness and nutrition. I, I partner with Christy on that and we help people glow up. Um, and yeah. she's got some really great tools in her toolkit for helping people with that too. I was going to say, for those of you who are listening, Christy Card is a good friend of both of ours. That's our mutual friend that we know. She's an incredible entrepreneur as well in her own right. And um, if you want to follow her, I'll put her link to her Instagram in my show notes. But she's a, that woman is a force to be reckoned with. So when we mention Christy, shout out Christy Card. That's who we're talking Woo-hoo. about. <laughs> yeah. She's on fire. She's amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so, with that, then we we kind of apply those some of those same skills to technology. So how you're texting, how you're setting up your dating apps, what does your social media look like? What's out there um, on the internet? And and kind of having this whole revamp. It's not just your your inner self and your communication, but we look at how you're presenting yourself and, and online and you know, your wardrobe, your hair and makeup, what does that say about you? And there's so, you know, much that goes into that. And wow. for, for each client, it's different. So there could be someone that comes in that needs more focus in one area than another, but I try to kind of hit all of those areas and key pillars. And then we go into tracking the leads. So we're looking at the people <laughs> coming in, how it's working, what's working, what's not working, identifying patterns and 
I try to help people come to these conclusions on their own, as opposed to, you know, the way Mm -hmm. I've experienced some life coaches or other types of coaches working saying, well, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. It's like, no, it really needs to be you looking at what's happening and, and making your own decisions and coming to your own conclusions about some of these patterns that we find in, in our dating lives. I just think this is so fascinating. I mean, it's like, it's not surprising, but it's also like shocking how similar this is to like entrepreneurship coaching, business coaching, right? Health coaching, like it all, I mean, and it really just shows Amy, like it really is like all of this is all about just becoming better versions of ourselves so that we can lead better, so that we can love better, so that we can give better, so that we can just be better. Uh, absolutely. That's that's exactly <laughs> what it comes down to is becoming the very best version of yourself. And I think a lot of people want to do that. But what I've found is either they have knowledge of how to do that, but not that insight into the practical steps to get there. Mm. Or, or they just don't know what it takes to get there or, or, you know, there's people that are just lacking in motivation. So it's kind of like help. I think if, if you ask someone, what do you want to be, or what do you want to do? I mean, no one wants to settle, right? It's not like if I were to hand you a multiple choice test and say, do you you want to settle in your life? Yes or no. (laughs) Anyone would say no, but I feel like what happens is either just from not having the information or from just kind of making these small compromising choices that don't align with our core values or dreams over time, we just kind of get to a place where we're like, how, how do we, how do we get here? Right. So it's like small change. Yeah. It's like tiny little things you've done over time, but that is, I mean, that also goes back to like generational trauma and like, you know, just, just like the patterns that you saw growing up as a kid. I, I mean, I experienced a lot and I didn't even realize it until like, the last two years of my life, that there were a lot of patterns that I was like showing in my everyday life that came from my parents, which, you know, my parents are great. Like, obviously, my dad passed away, but like, he was amazing. And there's a lot of patterns that we, you know, all it it comes up, whether we like it or not. And then you said something really interesting when you said that it's like, it's a full transformation, because I think, I read this quote once and it was like, I'm going to butcher it. And I have no idea who said it. And it, it was like, you don't want to be, it's not, you're looking for your better half. Like all these people say like, Oh, I'm looking for my, somebody to complete me. I'm looking for my other half. And, and then the quote is basically like, you're never looking for a half. You're looking, you're looking to become whole. And then you're looking for someone else who is whole and together your holes come together to create an empire. And I was like, that has always been one of my core values in like my partner, like my fiance is like her own whole human. And I am my own whole human and together like that just blends. Um, but it's the same with like my business. It's the same with, you know, any, anything that I do with my business, it has to align with my core values. So I really, really love that you said that you mentioned the core values. I would love to know, you mentioned like conceptualizing your business over the last, since the summer, you've been like conceptualizing like different ways to kind of grow this business that you're creating. Where have you, and if anywhere, have you found like any roadblocks and, like, I, I would love to know just like how you've now, because obviously starting off on an entre like fully as an entrepreneur, like I know that road, it mm-hmm. ain't easy. It's so rewarding and worth it. But I would love to like, I would love for you to just kind of tell us like, where have been some, some moments where you went, oh, okay. Didn't know that I'd have to navigate through that. <laughs> ah, absolutely. So I think one thing that I found that was really interesting is it's so important to just like when you're picking a dating partner, right? It's so important to think about who you're surrounding yourself with in business and Mm. that you really trust these people. One thing that I found is that I I was thinking about, okay, what would be the most advantageous to the business and in terms of establishing partnerships or working with vendors? And I think what I wasn't thinking about so much is what would be not only what would be the most advantageous to the business, but how do I feel around these people? Do I, you know, trust them? Do I like them? I think that's so important because anytime I haven't listened to my gut, 
when it came to making these types of decisions, I ended up really regretting it. And so it's not that I, I worked with anyone that I would say, oh my gosh, what a what a horrible decision. But I do feel like I wasted some time in a sense with 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 choosing certain people to partner with um, mm. that maybe I shouldn't have. And I knew kind of from the beginning, oh, this doesn't feel great, but then kind of went went along with it and and then ended up with something that I didn't really like that I to where I kind of had to start over. Um, and I think that just comes, yeah, just comes down to, and, and I thought if I wouldn't, I, I remember at one point my attorney said, why would you, you know, don't work with anyone you don't trust. And I said, why would I work with anyone that I don't trust? And I think what it comes down to is just like in your dating life. And when you're picking people that, that align with your core values, really surrounding yourself with the right people in business, because at the end of the day, if, if you don't, if that gut feeling is off or you don't trust this person or they don't really get your vision, it's not really going to be advantageous to starting your business, to be in business with these people or with, with a particular organization. And none of these, none of these people are necessarily bad people, right? But they're mm -hmm. just not, I, I think picking people and vendors and people to work with that really are the right people for you, which, which can be different. So I think one yeah. of, that was definitely one of the roadblocks I experienced is just listening to my own gut and intuition and what feels good to me and not just saying, well, there's nothing really wrong on paper with this decision. In fact, on paper, this, this decision is, is the right one, but it's about yeah. what feels right to me. Cause if it feels off or the trust isn't there moving forward in that direction is, is not going to be a great way to go. And I think just surrounding yourself with people that encourage you, I think, you know, not being a part of it, especially in Charleston, there's a big downtown going out scene and, and that can be fun, right. In moderation. But I think also just, just being in with the right people and the right friends and having those friends and that core group that encourage you, that support you, that, that help you kind of stay on track with, with your business and being accountable. So I, I would say all of those things have been mm -hmm. things I've encountered and experienced and thought, what, what am I going to do differently moving forward? And I think my resolution was, I'm really only going to work with people um, that I, I feel, feel good about and, and look good on paper, right? It's got to be a combination of both things. That's amazing. And you, would you say that like, I mean, cause I feel like when I stepped into full time entrepreneurship, my circle got a lot smaller and I oh, yeah. like, I actually like lost, not like lost friends, but more like there, like there's like, I, I elevated, I leveled up. And so now I'm on this like new, and it's not like a, I'm, I'm better than you situation. It's just like different level, like different, oh, you're in a sure. different, a different level now. Right. And then the other person might still be in like level one. And I, I felt like, I felt like people just kind of started falling off one by one. Did you experience that a yeah. little bit? Cause you kind of surround yourself. You, like you said, you want to surround yourself with people who are going where you're going. Absolutely. And I think for me, I have always struggled with, and I think this comes from growing up with my family and my parents being in, in ministry. I, I'm Christian, grew up Christian. Mm -hmm. um, my, my dad was a pastor of a church and everyone's mm -hmm. always helping, 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 helping. And the right. helping is great. Right. But there's, there's, there's a point. And I think what I realized too, is um, even in the, in the Bible, it talks about you know, doing to other or loving other people as you would love yourself. And mm. I think what has really hit me this year is the part and whether you're religious, not religious, right. We all kind of struggle with this, but I got to the point, I was like, I'm loving other people more than I'm loving myself. And Ooh, yes, girl. Here, yeah, it's like, I've got to, it didn't say it says to love them as you love yourself. And I'm like, but I'm like not out here loving myself. I'm taking care of every other person in the world. And when I'm by doing that, I'm not taking care of my own needs, which means I'm not taking care of my daughter as, as best as I should be. And I'm not running my business as effectively as I should be. And here's the deal with some of these people uh, I found with some of these, these friends that were, were a little tough at the end of the day, you're damned if you do, and you damned, you're damned if you don't, but these people that I'll, I'll say could be difficult people, no matter what you do, you're going to end up in some sort of a, a contrary situation with them. And I thought, 
a kind of letting go of that, that need to, to please and b realizing that I am a person and my mm. needs are, are just as important as, as other people's. And it, it, it was, um, I had, had a, something happen over the past week where I had a neighbor who's so sweet, love her to death, but like knocking on my door saying, Hey, I have just gone through a divorce and was, and normally I would want to do everything in my power to do everything for her. And, and she's so sweet. We'll, we'll still get together and do lunch. And I like her a lot, but I had this moment of like, nope, this week, like you are a person too, and you're going to take care of your own needs and your own business. Yeah. And yeah, my circle's gotten smaller since then. And I've got about three friends that I do things with consistently, but I can't really be everything to everyone. And I, 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 I can't even try to do that. It wouldn't be healthy. So that's definitely something I've, I've been dealing with lately and going through and experiencing it's, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you have to protect your peace. And by, and like, I think the way that we protect our peace, especially as entrepreneurs is like by setting boundaries and sticking to them, because I think the more you level up, people want you to like turn around and walk backwards and pull them with you. But we can't do that. Like we have to move We as in we're going to trip, right? So like, we have to be, if we're running a race, like you have to keep moving and sure, like I can walk with you for a little bit. I can jog with you for a little bit. I can run with you for a little bit. I can sprint out ahead of the pack. But one thing I can't do is turn around and like pull you with me. And I think a lot of people that are stuck in like ruts and haven't figured out that breakthrough yet, they want to, they want that so badly. And so they'll try to like, take more than they give. And I feel you so much on that. It's like, I was, I'm a giver too. Like I will always like, I will give so many people so much of my time. And then at the end of the day, like I'm giving myself and my fiance and our son, the scraps. And like, that's not okay. That is not, Mm -hmm. that's not why I became an entrepreneur in the first place. I just think that I've mentioned this on this podcast a lot, but I just think like the most successful entrepreneurs, the most successful women and men in business say no most often. And that's not to be rude. That's not to alienate people. That's to protect our own peace because we know where we're going. And the only way that we're going to be able to serve more people is if we are protecting those boundaries every single minute of the day. Absolutely. And one thing that's interesting too, that you said is you said, someone will want you to, to kind of turn around and, and, and pull them up. Right. I, I told a friend this exact illustration today. I said, you know, it's like when you've got crabs in a boiling pot of water, what happens when one crab tries to get out? Well, they all Mm -hmm. try to pull it back down and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not, you know, because they're mean crabs. (laughs) It's because you get to that point where people are uncomfortable with you doing something different or with you kind of rising above whatever level they, they have set forth for you. And I just said to this friend, this person hasn't gone where you're going and that makes them feel uncomfortable and they want to pull you back down. So you've kind of, kind of got to decide, do you want to get out of this boiling pot of water? But for me, it's like, I just have decided I'm like, I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward with career, with mm-hmm. relationships, with a lot of different things I'm leveling up. And if, if you want to come along on that journey, that's great. But I also can't, I can't stay in the pot just to make everyone else feel comfortable. It's, it's yeah, you know, yes. Well, and you're going to be a better coach to other people when you're living in that, right? Like this is literally what you're coaching people every day to do, right? To, to be willing to step out of that pot, be willing to kind of break through to that next version of themselves. And like, who are, who are you? And I, I experienced this in my business too. Like, who are we to coach other people on these things if we're not willing to walk the walk, right? Like I, my, one of my guiding principles in life is like, if somebody has not walked the path you're walking and if somebody has not gone where you're going, they do not get an opinion, like period. They do not get an opinion. And so who are we to, to like not follow through with that? You know? So oh, I, I, sure. yeah, I really, yeah, I really, really appreciate you saying that. And I know that everybody on here is listening and they're like, okay, great. We talked about her business and we talked about her things. Now tell us about dating. So (laughs) I want to get into some of this juicy stuff. Like what, um, like what are some dating trends right now? Like tell us about some, some juicy trends and things that are going on in the dating world. 
Yeah, no, there, there are a lot of different things going on. Um, kind of like I was talking to you about one thing that I found recently and that I've found with a lot of my female clients, although um, I have some male clients going through similar things too, right? So it's not specific to gender by any means, but I've had quite a few friends that have been dealing with tough relationships and getting out of some of these tough relationships. So Mm. that's one thing I've seen a lot of is just people kind of settling in these, these tough spots. And when I say a tough spot, it can range anywhere from, okay, this is mildly uncomfortable and makes me feel a little bit uneasy to, wow, you are in a really abusive relationship. So there's a range of tough spots. Um, but I've seen a lot of people in difficult situations um, or situationships that are trying to leave or have successfully left and questioning that decision. So that's, that's one thing that's been on my mind uh, pretty heavily lately. I feel like that's, that's pretty typical in relationships and out of relationships right now. Like I've talked to a lot of people that are like wanting to leave toxic jobs and feel like they can't, or like, I, I just feel like the great resignation, right. That's it's being called the great resignation. I feel like that's happening in business and in relationships. Like, I feel like that applies to life in general. Like people are waking up and realizing like, Oh, I, this is not serving me. But then the, the how is where people get stuck. Like, I know this is not serving me. I know this is not making me happy, but I don't know how to move through it. And that's where you come in. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's even uh, important to take almost even one step back and and be like, you know, how did we end up here? And mm. and also, why? what are the factors that are holding us here? Because I think thinking about some of those is important in in and getting to the how do we leave step. So and I, I was kind of thinking through before this podcast, like what are some of those factors and like why people are staying? And I think a couple will one, some of these limiting beliefs. So thinking, okay, yeah. I'm stuck and you know, I'll always be stuck. And one thing I used to do in sales and same with my business is win or die trying. So if my, I'll, I'll say, oh man, I really can't, can't get to new leads this month, but it's like, okay, if my life depended on it, how would I find these 10 new leads? What would I do? And kind of having that same mentality, I think is really important because some of these limiting beliefs, um, it can be really tough. And then I think that also ties into low self-esteem. So that can be in a relationship. It can be with a job. I remember with my last role, I had an amazing boss, but I was working with some people that where there was just a lot of um, just verbal kind of atrocities. I mean, put downs, um, Mm. you know, jokes that were supposed to be funny, but not really kind of just a lot of just almost in a relationship, a lot of people that call. can't read the room. <laughs> no, they can't. And I think over time, your self-esteem gets lower. And I think by the end of that job, it was just like one of those things where I thought, man, I'm not feeling great about my competence. And right. when you're in that spot, it becomes hard to leave. And then the other thing that was happening that happens in relationships that can happen at work is I had this cycle of, um, intermittent reinforcement. So mm. what I mean by that is that I, I wasn't getting constant, you know, praise for, for, for my job, which no one really should be to that extent, but it was like, I would get a lot of really negative, almost callous behavior. And then every once in a while, Oh, you're doing a great job at this. So what happens in the brain when, when we experience that is it almost becomes addictive. It, 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 we really like start to, to get a big hit of dopamine when we get that, that reinforcement and it's intermittent. So it's all these things that keep us kind of trapped and, and, and feeling like, man, I'm stuck. I'm not feeling great about myself. I'm getting some, some positive reinforcement, but a lot of negative. And that's kind of created this cyclical deal. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're, we're feeling trapped. And so it's kind of about, about how do you take that next step to, to move forward and actually do something about it and get out. And, and then we're fearful. We're like, what lies ahead, you know, feeling like you've lost something. A lot of times the brain will register loss as uh, more significant than a gain. And so Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, our brains are working against us 
moving forward, whether it's in a relationship or out of a job or, you know, whatever that, that situation may be. Oh my gosh. You're, you're totally speaking my language right now. I feel like I've gotten out of so many relationships that like I, so, okay. So two things. Number one, I was talking to a friend this morning actually, and she's going, she's on the end of a breakup and it was a lot of that. She felt, she knew it for a long time. I saw her like a year ago and I knew that she was ready to leave that relationship. And she's finally left that relationship. And she said something this morning that she said, sometimes you have to get to the point where you allow your heart to break in order to find your soul. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh girl, you are preaching to me now. And <laughs> it's so true. Right. And like, I feel like I, I think about all these failed relationships that I've had and you know, how long I stayed because again, like I'm a, I'm a fixer. A lot of us, especially women, I think are fixers. We want to like, please, we want to fix. We, we don't want to be quitters because we've had this like social conditioning that if we leave something, we're quitting and you know, mm-hmm. quitting is bad. And so we, that's like been what has been conditioned into us. And I'm not saying that's just women, but I know a lot of women who have that programming. And it's funny because I am with my fiance now and she, I'll tell her stories about, cause I got married when I was 20. I got divorced when I was like 27. I was with my son's dad for a couple years and then I found Breezy and I'll tell her stories about my marriage and I'll tell her stories about the relationship with Owen's dad. And like Owen's dad and I are still really close. Like we were not meant to be in a relationship together, but we are still very close. And that is so good for our, our son. But, you know, she'll say to me, it is insane to me that you the person that I know today was ever with those people in, and let yourself be in those relationships. Cause, and she, and it's a compliment, but she says, Danielle, like you wouldn't let anybody treat you that way now. And I, I said to her, I said, well, I think, you know, we, we stay in things, whether it be a job or relationship, we stay in these things and we say, oh, well, I'm just giving and giving and giving and giving. And then when it's over, there's different ways to look at it. You can either say, I gave so much and look what I'm left with. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, I gave so much. And like that came from somewhere. And now like I'm more prepared to give more in the next because that will be reciprocated. And I think it's just like perspective shifts. But yeah, man, like there are so many people right now who want to leave things, toxic things. And I do believe there's like this collective awakening happening on the planet where people are really realizing like what their worth is and then evaluating what in their life is no longer serving that. Do you think that people, I wanted to ask you this, like, do you think with this yeah. though, like, cause obviously everyone's, on, I feel like everyone's on this like brink of like exploding into their power <laughs> and like their worth. Do you yes. think that dating actually is about to take a turn for the better because you're going to have a whole bunch of people who know their worth and it's going to become a lot easier to like, th- you know what? Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. This isn't for me. I have to go where before it would be like, well, I'll give it a shot. Like, well, I don't want to be mean. Like, I feel like people are about to be like, nope, it's not for me. Got to go. No, it's it, it, yes. I, I agree so much with what you're saying. I, my number one tip for finding the person for you and you, you wouldn't necessarily think this, but it's spending less time with the wrong people. If you mm. think about how, yeah, think about how much time we waste. If you were to waste a couple months with four people, so two months each for four people that were really not the person for you this year, you would have wasted eight months of your life, right? What if you yeah. just went on one date with each of these people? What if you had your your skills honed enough to where you knew what you were looking for, you knew what to avoid, and mm. you really listened to your intuition and your gut feeling. Mm. And instead of just saying, well, you know, I don't feel great about it. I'm not super attracted to this person, but I'll give them another chance. And I don't know. I don't think, I, I think attraction, it can build over time, but you've got to have that initial attraction. And when you feel in your gut, like this is just not right. Listening to that yeah, and, and paying attention to that because your gut and your subconscious are picking up on all sorts of things that they haven't really found a way to, to translate to your brain just yet right. in, a, in, a, in a way we can process and understand. So I think spending less time with the wrong people is, is huge. And, and same when it comes to work too. I think so many times we we second guess or we're we're in these situations for 
a longer period of time than we, we would want to be because we're, we're worried about what comes next. We aren't super confident in ourselves, but once we kind of get to that point, just taking that next step, I think mm-hmm. in dating in in work it is huge. And it really mm-hmm. just changes everything because when you're doing something you love and you feel passionate about, when you're with someone who supports you, your life is just totally different. Or even when, you know, you're, you're single and you are, are not in a situation that's bringing you down. That can even yeah. be great too. It's that form of self-love. So all mm-hmm. of those things, yes. But I will say, I think everyone is, 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 I see a lot of people leveling up in these areas, um, especially with relationships, but there are a lot of really toxic people out there and they're not, they're not trying to be, they're not bad people. They're not maybe doing it intentionally, but mm-hmm. I think we all have, have a lot of unhealed trauma. And until we're really working on ourselves, mm-hmm. we unintentionally hurt others. And what I said to a friend this week too, is it's kind of gotten to the point where it doesn't matter so much. I, I'm glad that you're empathetic towards why this person is behaving this way. But at this point in time, it doesn't really matter why he's acting this way. What matters is that it's impacting you so negatively and you have to enforce consequences for that behavior, not, not to punish him, but just to set your own boundaries. And if you don't do that, it it really doesn't matter. I, I love that you're empathetic. I love that you're thinking about his childhood and all these things, but like, we need to get to a place where we're not feeling so sorry for someone's childhood and their trauma that we're excusing their bad behavior towards us. And I same say, with a job, same with a relationship, same with friendships. It, this yeah. could be totally applicable all, across all areas. Yeah. I always say it's not like generational trauma is not your fault. Healing it though is your responsibility so that it doesn't spill mm-hmm. onto others. And I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think setting these boundaries, whether it be with your boss, whether it be with a job, whether it be with your partner, a friend, like whoever, right? A coworker. Like I really do think that setting these boundaries, it's not to punish people. It's to no. protect your peace because chances are people that are stuck in that negative cycle, right? People that are stuck in that toxic behavior, that toxic mindset. It's because like when the world, you know, when the world like, is the world is like doing this right now. And you have a whole bunch of people that are leveling up and you have a whole bunch of people that are separated. And those people are, it's just going to get more and more and more blatantly obvious that they're stuck there. And that means that they're taking up like energy in your aura rent free, like rent free. And they, you don't, that you were, there's no obligation for any, anybody to, to put up with that. And I think the more we realize that in our relationships and in our jobs, like you don't have, like you said, you do not have to settle. And, and I, I tell everybody, I say, anything you do in this life, make sure you say, this is my choice. And if it feels good, great. If it doesn't feel good, then the beauty of that is this is your choice. So if you are in a bad relationship and you know, you're in a bad relationship, you can literally say to yourself, this is my choice and see how that changes your life. Oh, that is huge. Huge. Just taking control of our own lives and our own decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing too, that I would say in terms of setting those boundaries um, to, to the helpers and the (laughs) reformed or, (laughs) you know, reforming in progress, people pleasers like myself is that recovering people pleasers. Recovering people pleasers, yes. The 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 thing that I would say too is the kindest thing that you can do for these people, these poor relational partners or whatever it may be, is actually to stop enabling them to keep treating you poorly because yes. you're enabling them to continue behavior that's not serving you. So therefore it's not really serving them. And maybe they'll think twice about treating someone else like this in the future. Maybe they'll say, oh man, I've really got a problem. And maybe they won't, right? But at least you won't enable them to continue hurting you. And, and you'll get I to think take your gifts like, somewhere else. Exactly. It's the most loving thing you can do for, for that person. So that's always what I say to people too that are recovering. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this so much. I um, I honestly could talk to you all day about this. I feel like we are going to have to like do a workshop or something on this very topic. Um, I know yes. a lot of people are going to be dying to work with you or at least like just 
come in and hang out in your space. Can you tell everyone where they yes. can find you so that we can so we can follow along on this journey and anybody can work with you who wants to? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram, amy.whispers, W-H-I-S-P-E-R-S, or you can email me at hello at amywhispers.com. Would love to hear from you guys. Um, Instagram, email, all the above. So yes, would absolutely love to hear from you guys. Oh my gosh, Amy, this has just been such a pleasure. I love this conversation so much. And it just goes to show like, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your job, whether like, no matter what the relationship is, like, Knowing your boundaries, knowing who you are, knowing what your core values are and what you bring to the table is ultimately going to set you free. And like, I think get you closer to that, like dream life, that dream relationship, that dream job, right. That you're looking for. Yes. And I think so many of us, we're, we have these values and we have these dreams. We're not living in accordance with our core values or, or fulfilling our, our dreams. And so just, even if you can't, I would encourage all your listeners to, even if you can't totally take that dive and, and go all in today, start making your plan for mm-hmm. how you're going to live with your values and your, and, 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 and fulfill those dreams and start making that plan, start working on it on the side and, and figuring out, okay, I can't do this today, but long-term here's how I'm going to get there. So that would be my last piece of advice. And this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I have enjoyed this more than you know. Oh my gosh, same. And this will not be the last time I'm sure we hang out with you. I hope everybody out there go get in touch with Amy. Please go reach out to her. Go work with her. Just get into her space again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will um, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. I adore that girl so much. I think she's so brilliant and I just really love the way that she talks about everything. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys, you girls, you humans out there. I've been really trying to not say you guys, you humans out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you liked what you heard. Share this with somebody who needs it. You know, if you know somebody who this would resonate with, share it with them. Share it to your social media. Tag me at Danielle underscore on the daily, the podcast at on the daily pod. Tag us so we know what you're loving. And uh, we put out episodes every Tuesday and Friday. So this episode came out today. We'll have another one on Friday. Friday episodes are with me. They're called Unplugged with D. And usually on Tuesdays, we have interviews. So I will see you back here on Friday for an episode of Unplugged. And until then, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Talk soon, friends.